0: Well, good morning out there. I hope you are having a wonderful day, Taz and I are well, our guest today is Jill Matson is a prolific, widely recognized award winning author, musician, and artist that brings to be to the forefront her penetrating spiritu- spiritually intense curiosity that has unleashed her twenty year extensive research of ancient and modern sound healing techniques bringing a cosmic dance to our hearts and souls to be awakened. You are now listening to the Taz and Paula Show. And I'm Paula.
1: And I'm Taz. Paula, that's... What has happened to a couple of our listeners, especially with the high energies right now, people have been feeling out of sorts and when they play Jill's music while they work, it changes their mood and uplifts their thoughts and they've actually said that it's even soothing to their soul. Now Jill lectures throughout the United States, sharing her awesome gifts of research, and that supports our bodies as we move into the new frequencies coming upon Mother Earth. She even unveils secrets from ancient cultures, as well as the latest findings of the modern scientific community, showing the incredible power and healing capabilities of sound.
0: Well, Jill was uh, with us not too long ago, and she had so much information to offer, we invited her back. Welcome, Jill. It's so exciting to have you here today with us.
2: I'm I'm so excited and happy to be here as well. I'm just being, so um,
0: I just can't <laughs> wait. Good, we're gonna have fun. Yes, we are. Well, Tess was share. Uh, we were talking about our show yesterday, and she was sharing with me that uh, so many different. Uh, things that you're doing, and uh, one thing you're doing is uh, music for manifesting. you want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Well, um, I have um, spent my life studying sound, which is really vibrations. And what I learned from antiquity is that it's like we are exposed to vibrations above and below our hearing range, above and below the sight of our eyes. It's like we're in a pipe. And we have two little peepholes, you know, that which we see and that which we hear. But there's lots of other vibrations affecting us on all levels. Um, but the thing about sound is is that you can study how vibrations and waves affect you. And the laws of waves, for the most part, apply in the other areas as well. They um waves are waves whether they're just above our hearing range or just below so when you talk about manifesting of course you're bringing something into your life, you're bringing something that's um, a feeling, an emotion, a state, Um, you're bringing all these things into your life and um, there's laws of how waves combine and how you attract energy into your life Um, and there's I guess we're going to start with two little easy ones. They're just simple science, so I hope I don't turn anybody off, but it's so simple, so simple, so easy. And that's like the law of resonance. And resonance is like, let's say you have two violins, and um, you pluck the G string, um, probably shouldn't use that string, we'll try another, the A string on one violin, and then you, pl- you pluck the, the, the A string on the other violin Will sound. So whenever you have something that's the exact same pitch, bum, bum, energy transfers. It's a little bit, but it transfers nonetheless. And so when you get into manifesting, one of the things is, is that when you think or feel or state your affirmation, remember they're all ways and they all exchange information. So it's like if you're... Um, If you're thinking a certain thought and it's a certain many cycles per second, there's that same pitch or an octave, which is the same note, higher or lower, in your feelings and your thoughts, in which energy is going to exchange. So it's like if you, um, let's say you worry, okay, it's it's an emotion, but it exchanges energy in your belly. And if you worry too much, you get an ulcer. Because there's, a, there's a, a resonance link, energy transfers between the two. Because they're the same catch or not octave up a catch. It can't not happen. So when you manifest, it's a lot more than saying your affirmation. It's also a matter of thinking that you will have already gotten it or have it or are enjoying it. It's a matter of feeling that you have it, because these are all vibrations, the waves, and they interact with your sound. And one of the things for me personally when it comes to manifesting is, there's, um, mm, this is kind of humbling, but, you know, I, I would love to say I really know myself, but the, the more I grow, the less I know, and, and I, I, I find my subconscious is so much faster and deeper than I had any, any knowledge of. And so I can, I can say a manifesting goal, an affirmation, and sometimes it just doesn't, like, ring true. Uh, um, maybe if I give you an example, it would be easier. So, like, if I were to say something like, I am rich. Well, we were very poor when I was younger, and I think um, I I got a consciousness that if I had money, then I would take it away from somebody else. And now as an adult, I know that's not true. But still, when I say that for my affirmation, I don't feel... I don't feel deeply like, right about it. So let's say I were to say, I want to bless this world with my music. And to me, and the sound just goes like, it just feels so good. And it resonates with me. And I, it's like I become a hollow bell and I ring it out to the universe. But really, you know, so if I... Um, if I were to um you know be popular enough in music, I could obtain the monetary goal. But to me, I had to modify how I how I how I felt and thought um about those words for those words to be powerful. So like if you doubt what you're manifesting, the energy of doubt, it's a frequency, it's a it's just about or above our hearing range, but it's still a frequency, and it interchanges with our voice. And our voice tries to bring it in, and our feeling pushes it away.
0: That's so really that's funny just uh,
2: one little aspect, and I can talk about other aspects, too, that maybe you want to reflect well, we were on just on that.
0: I was just talking to a friend about uh, affirmations, and um, she said, well, I do it as though it's already happened. But I said, I mm-hmm. think there's more to it than that because that doesn't always work for me. Mm-hmm. And so what you're talking about just now um, affirms that. I mean, it has to be like on an unconscious level, what are you really thinking? Or So you have to go down another layer. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. And it's
2: got to feel right. And for me, I find if I, there's more than one way to, to skin a cat there's more than one way to a goal and I think I can um, feel feel around pay attention to little feelings reword my affirmation so I feel fabulous about it and then it begins to pick up power and also I don't think all affirmations are equal because when you look at each human being as a vibratory being as um, as I do with my sound music Um, you note that everybody has a different predominant frequency. And um, I talk about that in my secret sounds box. And um, so it would teach you how to go into your voice and look at what's inside your body in terms of frequencies, what it means, what it means physically, mentally, emotionally. And um, there's a free uh, software program at nanovoice.org it has a, a software converter that will change your voice into its component pitches for everyone's voice is made up of a combination of their liver, their digestion, their most their thoughts. That's why all our voices are
0: different. And so you can see that for what was some that, goal... What was that, what was that website nano, again? Nano nano voice. 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 Dot NanoVoice.org. Dot yeah. Org. yeah.
2: Okay. And so for some, some, some of us, there's going to be some goals that are going to come easier and other goals that are going to come harder when you look at everything in terms of a vibration. So there's some goals that, like for me, I might have to put in, I don't know, 10 ounces of prayer, whereas if you had the same goal, you might have to put in one ounce of prayer, or one ounce of affirmation. So it's not always a level playing field.
0: Because revival are no, I reading. really
1: wonder... Right. Okay. Yeah, so, but I also wonder if if someone is really excited about the, you know, some people will sit down and they'll paint, and they get so excited that they lose themselves in this painting. Um, mm-hmm. They lose themselves with this this creativity no matter what it might be whether it's making jewelry or painting or or writing or whatever um the hours the hours become uh, a few minutes a few seconds the time lapse is incredible and so is this the energy of manifestation is this you know where people get so involved you know that you're that you're in your center and that you're really creating and so, is this the energy that we're looking forward
2: to? Well, um, again, again, I'm just a um, study of uh, vibrations. My mute point would be that is a little bit different. In that, I think we're um, it's just a theory, you know, perhaps it's our DNA. It, it, it actually, if you look at the pictures of it, it looks like an antenna. And uh, the longer an antenna it is, the more information, in science wise, that it can pick up. And I feel like when I create, um, that I have to, like, um, get into a really meditative state for me. And then it's like some energy comes in me and takes over and I create. It's like my music plays me and the the picture on the painting paints me. It's like I tie into it, the radio wave. So in that regard... um, if you want to talk manifesting it kind of like in terms of creating and producing, um, I think it's a um a, a meditative state or perhaps even a an in Like if you're really healthy and feeling good, it's a lot easier to create a masterpiece than if you're feeling like crap and, you know, just had a bad day. And that's because it's it's um Again, you could take everything down to frequencies and vibrations, which is what what my music does and what my my life I've done is i I spent my time looking in the antiquity, and I and I know it's so easy to say, oh, these superstitious uh, morons, they don't know what they're doing, they're they're babies, they're cavemen, but if you if you um, put the judgment aside and take a look at what they're doing, I just think it's like genius, it's fascinating. They look at the world around us, they look at them. Um, Nature, the trees, the flowers, the beehives, the animals, the stars, the skies, and they say, This is what God has spoken to us. This is God's word frozen. And here it is. And um then they would like it, geometry. They'd look at the shapes and they'd see patterns and then they'd put numbers to the patterns and then Once you get a number system, which, you know, is behind geometry, which is behind the shape of a seashell, or the alignment of corn stalks, uh, corn on a corn stalk, when, when you start putting numbers with this, you can then translate it to many other things, like music. And so their music was always in a vibrational entombment, getting you in touch with the, the pulse, the feeling, the home of Mother Earth or the sky. And their idea was that as you become more in tune, like you're a better antenna, and it's easier to grasp um, creative juices that you can attach to and kind of like run through you for miraculous expression. I don't know. Does that make sense, Taz?
1: Yes, it might it be does. Am here? <laughs> You're being and, really nicely clear uh, okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna
0: get i'm gonna get back to your manifesting music is that music that you've mm-hmm. created for manifesting what it does is brings up your vibrational level so that you are at a a higher frequency to be able to manifest. Is that what it's doing
2: well i I don't have a c d that or a music that I would say this is oh. for manifesting. I do workshops on it. And I teach you how to um, come up with sounds, words, and different sonic patterns that are tailored to what it is that you want, kind of like hermetic magic. You know, they came up with um, magic words or a set of sounds and different things that matched what you want. And I would say if um, in all cases, when you become more in tune with Heaven and earth, just like the ancient people said, um, you start to be a better antenna. You start to develop your psychic skills. Um, like more doors open up, uh, the more the more um balanced your frequencies or harmonic your frequencies are. Um in mm, like my um in another case, um I have the chakra CD called Cosmic Streams, and I went around to 18, 19 different mystery schools across the globe, and everybody's using sounds to tune their their chi, their 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 chakras, their subtle energy channels, and I just combined them in one CD. And when you start to open up all your channels, when you start to um, be more full and happy and present. Um, magic starts to happen. And also, um, if you'd like, I I don't know if I'm getting off the subject, just let me know, but as I did this journey and I um, took what I could for my own music, I also noted different um, ancient techniques that were in many of the religions that they used for um, developing psychic skills to be a better antenna, to high end of subtle energy. And would you like me to explain maybe one or two? Yes, go ahead, Matthew. Okay. One of my favorite ones is called The Sounds of Silence, and I found it in almost every religion. Now, Christianity, be still and know that I am God. Um, But when you get into their secret teachings and their spiritual traditions, you'll find that... um, it's not just a matter of being in silence, but it's a very active um, space where you are simply tuning in to smaller and smaller vibrations, just tiny little things. so it's like when you start to listen to silence, and it's easiest to do it in silence, so I can do it at a grocery store because I've been doing it for years, but you listen to sounds within, and first. If you really, really focus on, um, you'll hear your body sounds. Like uh, the nervous system is a kind of a high-pitched um, electric sound, whereas your um, blood flow sounds a little bit more like a vacuum cleaner. And so you you start to um, focus and improve your ability to interpret tiny frequencies. And you do that by hearing, again, and it's not just so that you can hear them. It's so that you develop these abilities psychically, physically, mentally, and all these other ways. So um, when you do that, you start to hear nature sounds. It's really kind of weird. I I started out hearing, like, the ocean, and then it morphed into crickets. Then it went to bells. Then it went to um, bells within the bells. And then I heard, like, um flutes i heard bagpipes um it's like i go through these phases and these little sounds within they all change and there's actually um reference to this in revelations too where they talk about the different sounds that um i guess that would have been john the beloved you know that he was hearing and so forth but anyway all the religions have this kind of um practice and none of them tell you um, what the ultimate sound of silence is? They say as you have a spiritual path, that the sounds that you hear will change the more, which is my experience. And then they list like about you know 20 different sounds, some of which I just mentioned. And then they talk about enlightenment is when you can hear the sound of silence. And those little boogers, they don't tell us what it is. But my my guess would be that it's very noisy. It's probably all sounds. Um, is that what enlightenment would be is when you hear
0: when you hear everything in nothing. So is it our thoughts that changes our vibrations? Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, thoughts are vibrations, um, brainwaves, alpha, beta, delta. They measure them. And so are your emotions. That's why an emotion always feels the same, because it is the same. So um, I was just suggesting that you need to have different parts of yourself in alignment when you're looking to bring something into your life. And um, in my book, Secret Sounds, um, you can even look at the frequencies in your life and see what's going to be easy to attract, what's going to be a little difficult to attract, what you're going to like. In terms of a vibrational thing, um, you can um, you become perhaps more balanced and whole in a better antenna, if you will, to receive um, connections and creativity and energy flow from the divine um, by raising your consciousness. And um, my Paint Your Souls and your Stardust CDs are designed, one has um, the frequencies of. Um, the patterns found in nature and then stars and the Solfeggio, um scale. And the stardust um, copies the ancient people with um, calculating what are the frequencies of the stars and the planets and listening to them to be in tune with heaven. Um, so, I, I, And as far as getting energy, um, I don't know if you want to talk about that or if you have any questions or anything, but um, again, um, if you remember from simple science, when waves interact, if the high part of a wave interacts with another high part of another wave, your energy doubles. So Lao Tzu, in ancient Chinese, would craft music that would energize you, just using that little um, phenomenon of
0: physics. And um, it's very powerful. So you have that in your CD. No. um Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I was going to say, so actually, we're looking at if you find a sound that energizes you, you maybe you might have it play over in a sequence for a while, um, so that people maybe in tune with their body can feel this this upliftment, huh?
2: Yes, and the the ones on my CDs are somewhat generic. None of them are specific because our, our specific needs are, are different. So that's why um, in, in the book of Secret Sounds, um, like if you get to nanavoice.org and you take a look at the frequencies in your body, you can see which ones are the most dominant. Um, and, and then um, how to put this. If you were to put your, I think science would be so much further advanced if they quit putting things on lines and started putting them in circles um, like the ancient people did. So like if you look at a color wheel, um, anything that's a complementary color is directly across the chart. So if you have the frequency, which we'll compare to red, because red is just another octave of a certain frequency of the musical note C, and if you look at musical notes and colors on a color chart, if you um, put the musical notes on top of the colors, you'll see that the complementary color or the note that corresponds to the complementary color is like an antidote. So if I have too much F, which is the musical note of um, musical note of F, which is the color of green, if I have too that much of that in my body and I'm way out of balance, I will balance by listening to C, which is right across the chart, or anything surrounding myself with the color red.
0: Hmm. So,
2: um, you know, in, in this book, Secret Sounds, it kind of tells you how to... Um, take a look at who you are vibrationally and how you might balance that
0: um, for different needs.
1: So how how do you find out? what?
0: Uh, does the book explain to you how to find out where you are bal- You need more balancing? Like, for instance, yes. you have too much grief. Yes.
2: yes, it does. And for a quick down and dirty, people could go to nanovoice.org. It's Sherry Edwards' work and download this free. It's called a um, Fast Fourier Transform. It's um, science by the man of Joseph Fourier, and Sherry's using it and giving it out for free. So you speak into uh, your computer in this program with a microphone, and then it will display the panorama pitches in your voice. Of course, then what do you do with them? Um, That's kind of what the book is about.
0: Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah.
1: Well, you have and, written four books and and numerous magazines have published um your unique articles and um your latest sound healing book is Ancient Sounds, Modern Healing. And is this a book you're talking about? Um
2: No. Um that one is kind of um no, Ancient Sounds Modern Healing is kind of like broadening people's horizons to all that's possible. The sound. Like, how would you use sound to get smarter, to go to sleep, to have more energy? How would you use sound to change your relationships, to get healthier? It's kind of like um, you go to a drugstore, you buy something for a purpose. So that's kind of what Ancient Sounds is about. Secret Sounds is the one that goes into the sounds within your voice, and the work of Sherry Edwards, who has been instrumental in this area. Okay. And if I so, so, if I could, yeah, go ahead.
1: Go uh, ahead. No, go ahead. Finish, Jill.
2: Oh, I was, I was just gonna, t- I was just curious. Uh, you had said that you had um, worked with my um, healing flower symphonies, and I was wondering how that went.
1: Oh my goodness! Uh, for me, the flower um, CDs are there's volume one and two, and I play them all the time. They are, they. they they really are everything to me. I really love those two CDs. They're incredible. Um it relaxes me, it allows me to, to be able to delve into things deeply. The the fragrant the flower essences, um I I didn't realize that I mean it, it covers so much for me. Maybe you maybe you want to talk a little bit about that so that um it will, you know, share more about that CD or th- that particular CD?
2: Okay. Um, uh, there's many ways to heal, just like there's many roads to roam. So you can heal your emotions, and that in turn, because I talked earlier about resonance and how different levels of our body share energy and different areas of our thinking and feeling affect like our body and vice versa. So you can heal, like from a mental perspective, um, perhaps in meditation, learning to calm your thoughts. You can heal from emotions. You can heal from being healthy with exercise and diet. You can heal from what you listen to, like you're doing something else, which is way cool. So the Ds are about healing from the emotional level. And um, I have been so humbled so many times in my life. Let me count the ways. But anyway, I'd, all, I'd like to think that I'm fairly you know, emotionally stable, but I have um, been very humbled to know that I have so much um, negative buried stuff within me, I don't know if it's my subconscious, I don't know if it's genetics, um, I don't know if it's past lives, I don't know where it is, but I find that I can release a negative emotional in- energy all the time, and I learned that in many ways, but one of which is just playing those CDs because it's a cathartic release, a technique I found in the um, ancient Greeks' music. And it's kind of like, it's like it goes down, it shakes up old stored memories that you've forgotten but haven't gotten rid of. And they're just kind of like a vibrational debris that just kind of hangs around and accumulates. And so it makes you get in tune with some of that sorrow, sadness. And by doing that, you can, like, loosen it. And you might feel a little sorrow, sadness, or a little twinge on the way out, which means you might not like the music for a second, but um, it's it's very healing. And there's no way to get rid of your negative stuff unless it goes out of your body and through the air around you, which would include your aura and your emotional fields. So you can kind of feel it on the way out. And by cleansing your emotional body, I mean, that can make your thinking and your health so much better and clearer. And again, it's the same idea that um, we should pay attention to what we listen to because it's so easy and and really cheap, you know, just just listen. You can do something else and you can have great spiritual benefits. And in fact, throughout almost every ancient mystery school across the globe, across time, the most hidden, the most secret, probably least talked about, is all the mysteries regarding sound. And it's not good, it's better. Actually, it's more dangerous because sound is just so powerful that it can be used for positive or negative purposes. And I think to protect humanity from someone who might use sound in negative ways, much of this information was hidden. But um I would say that... What's happening when you listen to that is that you're becoming clearer, lighter, and more consciousness by letting go of negative stuff. And then every positive emotion, is a, it's a habit. Like every time you feel happy, that's kind of like putting a drop of happiness in your bucket. And sooner or later, you'll fill up your bucket, and then people say, oh, what a happy person. And it's, it's not genetics in that case. It's simply repeats. You've felt happy so much. It's now who you are. And that's the secret behind the ancient Hindu mantras. They would say something that would create a very specific energy enough until they were full of it, until they were it. And each one of their mantra was like um, a quality of God, like joy or clarity or intelligence or, you know, compassion. And they would make the sounds and fill up with the personal qualities.
0: And that's what the flower essences do. I'm just, I'm just going to go back one step, one thing you said before. You said something about this could be done negatively. Um, So, could it be put into subliminally into uh, music or television we're listening to, or, or commercials, or I mean, it could be negatively. Oh, You
2: bet. Okay. You bet. It can be used for crowd control. It can be used as a weapon. Sound can kill. Sound can make you sick. You can transmit virus that way. I mean,
0: sounds very powerful. So then your CDs can actually help us uh, replace that with... Posi- That's the idea. That's the idea. <laughs>
2: Because, and the other thing I think is to raise our consciousness that um, we don't suspect anything with sound. But, you know, sound's a wave and rays in close proximity, they combine. So we ingest sound. We ingest it in our ears, it goes through our nervous system. We have um, sensors in our skin that intake sound. It's like a nutrient. Think of it like you are what you eat, you are what you listen to. And,. Can um HARP or some of the other some someone wanted to control, could they use sound um to limit your thoughts or to make them negative? Oh yes.
1: So, so if a good. person you said like color is also associated with notes. So mm-hmm. if you have enough built up of a particular color in your body um per the sound, And does that mean that you're more balanced and you can be more healthy when these negative aspects come about?
2: Well, let me see. I'm going to answer this in two parts. One is that um, if your volume is loud enough, um, you will overtake and overcome the lesser vibration. But if you're kind of weak, sick, ill, it's a lot easier to be influenced when you're down in the first place. So, um, that being said, um, enlightenment, when you think of an enlightened being like you know Jesus, a Buddha, or whatever, you see them with these beautiful, beautiful halos, auras, and vibrant colors, so um, but when you think of an ascended being, i think I think we often think of white, and that's a combination with light of all the colors, so when you master all the emotions of red, orange, green, yellow, blue, or all the notes of red, orange, or all the feelings, or even the physical circumstances that would correlate with those frequencies, I believe that's when enlightenment occurs, when you master all the component colors. And then I would um, suggest that that humans or ascended beings going on to, like, I don't know, have a master's degree or specialty, you know, so Saint Germain's violet because he's particularly uh expert in transmutation and purity and other um emotions that equate where the same octave of violet, so um I would say that you're most strong when you have a strong showing of every color, in other words, if you don't have any kinks in your armor, let's say you're really good with blue, so you're really good with. Feelings, you're really good with spirituality but you're not good with red you're totally absent and red might help you get into action and be will and strong in power I would say that that's a weak link you want to have emotional strength across the board and that makes you powerful mm. and more um, less vulnerable mm, okay.
1: well it's like protection too yeah.
2: Yes. Yes, and that's why people protect themselves in white light.
0: Because they're protecting themselves with all the frequencies, all the colors. Mm. So I know we're talking about sound, but uh, I have a question. If we wore those colors that uh were weekend, would that also help? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's again
2: all of this stuff is subtle energy. So it's just small amounts, but mm, think of Think of the Grand Canyon and you know, water goes over a rock, it doesn't change that rock, but the water is always going over that rock. And you can see the mountains carved by the water. It's the same way with sound. Yes, its impact is small bit by bit. But we hear it all the time and it builds up a lot. So, um so when you wear certain colors, do you ingest that frequency? Absolutely. And you know, this is interesting, this is kind of cute. Um, um, Sherry Edwards was in, um, I, I believe it was Chicago. You know when they, it um, St. Patty's Day when they turn the Charles Rivers green and everybody drinks green beer and wear green. Da 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 And <laughs> she did their voice rinse so they're all uh, th- during the end of the day, and everybody she took is full of green, full of the musical note F, and everybody's depleted of
0: C or red. Wow. So that means that they, they're lacking energy after all of that. Is that what that means?
2: Well, it means they got an imbalance of it. They got more green than red. And, you know, I think um, what I was saying is that that I think what Ascension is is that when we have strong skills in all emotions in in um, and said differently that we've learned the lessons of all the colors, and you can even equate different colors and notes, colors, all this stuff, to time periods. If you look at, let's say, Donna Eden's work with energy medicine, she reports that in the 40s or so, when the United States was getting like big and all the corporations and were getting wealthy as a country, that the people were radiating the fundamental frequency of green. And so they were learning the lessons of abundance. And the final exam would be the depression the next time people, um, after that, after the Depression, most most people that Donna Eden saw had the fundamental aura, color, of blue. During this time period, um, blue is nurturing and caring. So um, whipping your kid for a bad report card became known as abuse, and you got a tutor instead, or much more nurturing. Welfare starts. Um Uh, Social security, um, you know, all the services for people with disabilities, all this stuff starts while the majority of people are radiating the color of of blue. Those are the lessons learned with blue. Some might even say that um, World War II was a lesson of blue in that the Germans enabled, because they were afraid to stop Hitler, um, you know, not standing up for themselves against something scary like that. And then after that, um, people started to radiate primarily the color of violet in the 60s. And that's when you see, the you know, the hippies and the German wall coming down, communist countries falling because it's freedom and it's purity. And, of course, we roast our, our leaders with their imperfections. And um, I would say that the final exam of the lesson for the color of violets would be terrorism, because it's a threat it's a threat to freedom. So, so these kind of emotional issues, you can learn them as a person. You can learn them as a country. You know, they're kind of lessons maybe a
0: society learns in a certain time. Wow. Uh, you know what? It's just this it came to me as we come to this earth to learn, and so we we have to learn. Each and every frequency, and then bring them together yeah. in balance. Yes. That's what we're here that's for. That's what I believe. Mean. Yes. Yes,
1: I have exactly a question. It, it, and it's really um, it's kind of strange. <laughs> but, oh, good. Um, you know, when people. <laughs> I don't know whether you'll be able to have an answer or not, but you know when kids play with bubbles and and they have that little uh, round circle and they kind of swoosh it in the bubble um, uh, liquid and then they blow their bubbles. When the bubble uh, the bubble ignites, you can see that the bubble is full of different colors. Can, wow! Can you yeah? Can you describe what that is? I mean, I'm going. You know, every bubble has a different. Color. I mean, it's kind of you know what I mean. It's very unusual. Yeah. So I wonder is that different energy around the bubble? What's happening?
2: I, I don't know. I don't know if it's from the actual stuff the that makes the bubble, or okay. or whether it's, it's it's with the wave phenomenon. It's um, you know, um, like if you were to drop a rock into a pond. And you see the hole, and then you see all the little ripples going out. That's 2D, but really, what's happening is is that each wave is a bubble getting bigger, so that each wave would be a certain frequency. Ooh. I I don't know. I I guess I really don't know the answer, but
1: it's
2: kind of yeah, a cool thing. A
1: thought. I'm thinking, you know, in in life, it's just you know unusual. And think of the. I to see you know people have these flowers around them and and um it, you know is each flower has a different color, a different resonance and and um and they're really nurturing and to think that you have you have flower essences too, don't you
0: yes yes yeah. it, the
2: flower essences are a certain frequency, and I have the com- the vibrational makeup of the flower essences in my healing flower symphonies. So listening to them is like taking the flower essences
0: because we inject it I've been been working with flowers. In fact, uh, a couple months ago, a group of us, we made our own flower essences out of wildflowers. Oh, how nice. Yes. How nice. And And flowers really have great essences. And in the wild... For every flower that for every plant that's poisonous within so many feet or yards from that poisonous plant, it has a plant that can cure that poison. So that's a balance.
2: Yeah. Yeah, isn't nature beautiful? It's like a big kaleidoscope rainbow and uh
0: and um we just like so have to find a way back to it. <laughs> so in your flower essence of C D, do you have how many flowers in in each CD? Does it go by flower or?
2: Yes, it does. Um, I I wanted to do my personal favorite flowers, but I restrained myself because I read the books <laughs> of um, Edmund Bach, who developed the first flowers, and he he developed the series of the Soul Flowers, saying that um, they were kind of a matrix of the uh, different emotional lessons that humans come to learn, period, for many lives. So I selected those 12 flowers. And in antiquity, they they didn't have quick songs like we do in the radio. They'd be much longer. And, and the reason why is they want to get a nice solid dose of their medicine, their musical medicine, if you will. So each one is about 10 minutes long. And I go through a cathartic, a release of the, like a release of impatience, the building of patience. And then I embed it through the whole way through with a sound. It's audible, it's very low, but it's audible of the um emotion of patience. And then music makes us feel and gosh darn I love to write music and so um it was just really fun. I was just very intuitive. Like, for example, um in the one mini-list where it's going from fear to trust. I, I was just using my imagination though. and trust, reminded me of my heartbeat. And um, it's very steady. I always know it's there. I'm not conscious of it, but there could be nothing more steady in my life. And so I take a heartbeat and I built the symphony on the heartbeat, and the heartbeat's audible all the way through it. So just like that, I was just very creative with music. And another one, in agrimony, um, where it's kind of like, um, unfortunately, it's one I need a lot because I tend to be too nice as opposed to honest. And the agrimony flower, to me, is more like um, peace in truthfulness. And so I, I, it starts out very, very beautiful, but um, I put in next to the live instruments some um, synthesized ones and I bent the end of the notes out of tune. So it sounds pretty, but um, because it's so fast, you're you're not able to consciously recognize it. So it's pretty, but, which to me is being nice to someone, but not really truly meaning it on the deepest level. And then it transitions into perfect harmony, where it is just so pure and is so much more powerful, at least for me, because I know what I was doing too. But um, it makes me now much more conscious when I automatically am nice to someone just because it's my habit rather than really meaning it. Um, And so I was just very creative like that to add music to the frequencies of the flower essences to make, you know, just another level of power to that vibration.
1: Wow, this is such a delicate science. It's really... It, it it's so amazing. I mean, this is like the miracles of the capabilities of sound that we never even thought about. This, You know what? Well, I, I can see where you could get lost every day in this. This is really well, wonderful. Well, the,
0: <laughs> the, ancients, the, the ancients used the sound all the time, didn't they? Yes, they did. Um, they were very important
2: um the very music was controlled, so you couldn't have any heavy metal or rap um, they controlled they had department of measurements, they controlled tuning notes, pitches, rhythms, um you could be thrown out of your you know your area, your livelihood, um, your, you know because that could be life or death if they were threw you out of your community. If you violated you know music and art, it was both controlled because they're different levels of vibration. Furthermore, they went into their definition of science, not ours, but observing um, the sounds, and they did not believe that sounds were symbolic. They would craft letters in their language that they believed were the vibratory representation of something. So like, let's say you do OM, you, you say OM, hours, underneath a drum of sand on it, it'll start to vibrate, and it'll create the Hindu sound of home. So then their language, their alphabet, um, it is all kind of like in sync, so that it's not just the symbolism or the meaning behind words, but it's the sound of words. So they're attempting to control vibration and things that you hear on all levels. And they're doing that to make their country, they believe, powerful, in tune with the divine. Harmonious. Do you
0: believe? Do you believe our, our our countries are doing that to us now? Well, no. Making us divine, no. but making <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Not divine, <laughs> <laughs> but making us like puppets or whatever. In um, ozone. I think that, um, I don't know, I've heard
2: reports, you know, um, that say that that's being done. I don't have any proof of it. Um, I know it's been used for crowd control. Um, I also do know that the different genres take us, um, you know, further away from spiritual things. You know, if you look at um, plants and they listen to heavy metal, you know, you kill them. Whereas um, they listen to classical, they improve. If they listen to nature sounds, they improve even
0: more. So I know I, I, I don't amazing. know if it was I don't know if it was you, Jill, but one of our um guests said that they used uh nature sounds with tomato plants at the beginning of the morning mm-hmm. and it made them produce more. I would believe that.
2: And in fact, Dan Carlson, he's a scientist, I think he's on the West Coast. I think he's nominated for Nobel Prize. This company is called Sonic Bloom. He noted that um, he studied as a scientist when plants absorb nutrients, and it's at dawn. So you can feed your plants, but, of course, it's a gazillion times more powerful if you feed them at dawn, but who wants to get up at dawn? So he sells CDs of the sounds at dawn, the bird chirps. So what typical bird chirps there are at dawn for each plant so from him you can buy a CD, sound music, and um, nutrients, and he was finding like 250 percent plant growth. Wow! Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you know what? We're out of time, Jill. Oh, we love to have you. This was so wonderful. Um, I thank you for being with us. You. you oh, and my
2: I forgot my website. It's, uh, it's Jill's Wings of Light, and there's free samples of my sound, healing music at the bottom of the homepage, jillswingsoflight.com. Thank
0: you. Great. Thank you very much. Okay. And I... So, until so we blush. have hey. you on again, <laughs> <I> <laughs> bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Okay,
2: thank you. Uh-huh. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Okay.
0: Bye.
1: You too. Bye-bye.